Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win, joined by a man who's always beating you at your game, Billy Rolls. Oh, that's right, yes, and it's good to be here today. The legend Billy Rolls is back. So Billy, uh, before we get going here, we have a new segment on the show, it's known as the Quote of the Week, and this (laughs) quote comes from Amarilla Slim. Oh, the legend. (laughs) The legend himself. He said, you can shear a sheep a hundred times, but you can only skin it alive once. That's right. I've heard him say it. I, I, I remember hearing, reading that. He said that quote before. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but <laughs> I guess, uh, anyway, I've never well, sheared a sheep. So. Well, I guess we're talking about poker and gambling today. Amarillo Slim, one of the legends of the game. That's right. He was. I, I think he was talking about because you know he was so good and so skilled. He wanted to make sure to bring the same people back that he was beating all the time. Uh, make sure not to beat them so bad that they he, they wouldn't show up anymore. Oh, uh, I see. I see. So he wanted to uh, bring back the easy people so he could beat them over and over. That's right. You don't uh, like the song says. You don't dare make a bet with Amarillo Slim. <laughs> Even the devil doesn't make a bet with Amarillo. That's Slim. right. The devil's the devil doesn't bet with Amarillo Slim. Yeah, Amarillo Slim, uh, <laughs> he won the 1972 World Series of Poker. That's correct, but that was a much much different time back then. In a much smaller pot. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, a lot smaller. He won like something like 60000 which, you know, in 1972 was, was probably phenomenal. But Well, the thing was back then, they would win 60000 with a $10,000 buy-in to an event. Mm. But that was, there were only six people. I mean, they just... <laughs> Had the World Series for the main event or the World Series of Poker now, with over eight thousand entrants. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, Amarillo Slim. I don't know if our listeners. You know, we told you he's a Hall of Fame poker player, but he had a lot of issues with the law. He uh, was accused of being inappropriate with a child. He, he denied that, and then <laughs> um, he was driving in Vegas, and some gunman tra- fired three shots into his car, and he was able to get away and he had like a lot of crazy life yeah, yeah. Uh, he um he would make bets that he could beat people in ping pong where he was using like a ladle or a, a cooking spoon <laughs> and he would he would win <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so we're going into poker here billy so uh your your nickname is the legend maybe you could tell us um uh, how the legend sort of came about and your sort of beginnings in poker. Did you just watch it once and get hooked, or how well, did it all start? Got a, going back quite a while here, this was actually junior year of high school where I got into poker. Remembering back then, that was when poker was really starting to kick off and become popular at the time. Um, back then, they had the 2003 World Series of Poker, mm-hmm. which was won by some random guy pretty much his name was Chris Moneymaker he won two and a half million dollars and they had just some random guy winning that event and with the introdu- they introduced showing the actual cards on the screen as right. it was happening because they had the whole card cams they call it where, mm-hmm. and poker just really took off back then pretty much it was ESPN was covering it all the time with the World Series and there was the World Poker Tour that was on all the time Basically, it was around 2003, 2004 when they were airing it on ESPN all the time. Right. And at first, I remember it was showing it all the time, and I had no interest in it at all. And I was just like, <laughs> why are they showing this? Who cares? Right. But then it was in, actually, you were in that class, the AP 
European history or whatever that class was. So instead of studying EP history, you were reading about <laughs> poker instead. I somehow got asked to go to a poker game, and then so I went to it. I had no idea what was going on, or I had no idea how to play. We were playing Texas Hold'em. I had no idea how to play. I, right. But it happened that we would go a lot of times after school, junior of high school, and <laughs> that's pretty much my beginnings in the Those game beginnings. but I remember at first like I had no idea what I was doing I was losing every time <laughs> and every once in a while someone would say what do you have and there was one time I had an ace high flush and I had no idea I folded the hand <laughs> <laughs> never well, forget that one <laughs> well uh, there's a lot of people like that I guess <laughs> I would know uh, so, so we've got Texas Hold'em, but there's there's like a ton of different varieties of poker. Uh, there's the traditional. Did you ever play like before Texas Hold'em? Did you ever play like traditional five card draw or or any other game? I'm sure I've played it before, but maybe probably only like once or twice ever, and I'm sure I had no idea what was going on with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, you you learn the game by playing. Did you get like? certain strategy books or did you have did you figure like look for people's strategy or did you just figure it out there was a book i actually did buy once it was um <laughs> one that a lot of people that played poker and were getting into it were buying at the time was the super system by legend another legendary player doyle brunson okay taught you a lot more about being more aggressive and yeah trying to push other players around which is pretty important in the game <laughs> uh yeah so in in Texas Hold'em, um, I mean, what's sort of the minimum number of players in order to... Is there a minimum number that you'd have to have? Well, you, the minimum, you could, you could play with two. No, you could play with oh, two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you start off by playing, like, house games, and then eventually you make your way to the casino, right? Like, how did that well, come about? I guess it was sort of that, like, the house games sort of led to going to the casino. Mm-hmm. We'd go every once in a while to when they had a poker room in the Seneca Irving Casino in Irving, New York. Wow. <laughs> we go there because you had to, you only had to be eighteen to go there, and there was oh. a hundred dollar buy in game. A few people would go there every once in a while. We play that. Um, yeah, that was really my first experience ever going to a casino at all. So the first time you were at the table, where I would imagine you must have been nervous as hell. I, to be honest, I don't remember my first time <laughs> going to the ca- playing at a casino. You're probably drunk. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, the game itself, you're we're talking about Hold'em here. You're you're dealt your ooh two cards. Um, so uh, you you pretty much make your decision one way or another whether you're going to play that hand based on your first two cards or is it more involved in that? Usually, yeah, you get your first two cards. Usually, right there, you decide, okay, am I going to play this hand or not? And what's sort of your criteria? I mean, you've got to have a high face card or the cards in the same suite? Or how do you sort of go about it? It's kind of, that's hard to say. You, usually if you have, a pair, have any sort of pair, you're going to play it. All right. So uh, if you have like a pair of, two, like a five, two pair of fives, would you play yeah, that? Yeah, most of the time play that unless usually if there's a ton of raises and re-raises and you just lay it down, but fold the hand. Lay it down is another term for folding the hand, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oftentimes you'll want to play like, Say you have a seven eight and they're suited. You want to play that or nine ten. You obviously want the big cards like ace king, ace queen. Right, right. Uh, now, are you able to do like the probabilities in your head now, or based on your two cards and the three 
cards that come out, can you say, okay, I know based on what's happening well, here, this is what's going to happen? To an extent, I mean, I haven't played as much lately other than our home games that we've had a couple times. That, yeah. that I've been wanting to get back into the game, but <laughs> obviously not having online poker anymore makes it more difficult. But right. um, Somewhat you can. Um, it's hard because you can determine, like, oh, how, what chance do I have of hitting a flush here or what chance do I have of hitting a straight? Right. Or if you think, like, oh, they might have this, what are my chances that I can outdraw them? Yeah. Or what are their chances that they can outdraw me? It's... Now, uh, how long did it take for you before you got to the point where you were good and where you actually had a chance to actually win games? Well, it probably took, well, it started junior year of high school. So that's I 2003, right? So. 2003 or 2004. It's probably 2004 when I first played. All right. It's that big of a difference. But um, started playing after about a year because I remember at first, like, everyone thought I was pretty much easy pickings just to <laughs> beat, and I was getting beat most, most times. Yeah. But then, you know, I got better. I, you know, I, I wanted to win. I liked, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a very interesting right. game. Um, and I was getting better. And then I started playing online poker, which was where I was really good. <laughs> and... I guess it would take a while to talk about online poker. Yeah, we also, uh, all right, so online poker, I mean, at one point, I guess it was sort of legal in the U.S. Now it's not, or at least not in New York. Uh, but okay, yeah. so you uh, just found some websites, and how did that? Well, the first time I played online, there was someone else that was playing online and said I should try it. So I played on their account, ended up losing $50. I was playing for a couple hours. But I was, <laughs> even though I lost, I was hooked. And, um... So I ended up getting my own account. I put down a hundred dollars. Okay. And that's really how that started. And do you ever? Because uh, uh, I guess people who played this would know this, but th these games can go forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you ever get to the point where like, good God, this is boring? Or are you always into it? <laughs> oh, it definitely gets to the point where it's boring sometimes. But <laughs> especially if you're not getting any hands, if you're just getting crap that you're folding all the time, well. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it a lot less fun, but. <laughs> Or when you're getting yeah. beat out by other hands that are worse, and it it can get it can be a very frustrating game. Yeah. So back to online poker. So you're putting money in, and uh, maybe we get into your first story. I, I don't remember what year it was, but I guess we must have been texting at that point because you said you won. What was it like? Ten or well, thirty guess, or well, how much? You well, leading to my biggest win, but I'll go with my first win, the, the okay. first one. Um, that was, this was after I put in $100. Okay. And I was just playing a bunch of, you know, random like $5, $10 games, whatever. Yeah. Um, ended up having um, 55 about $55 left in my account Okay. at this point. So I found out that where I was employed at the time um, said I was no longer working there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So later that day, so I just said, okay, whatever, and I took the $55 that I had left, entered a $55 tournament, and there were about just under 300 people. Yeah. Somehow, and I don't know how this happened, I ended up taking first place in it, <laughs> won just under $4,000. This had to have been in 2006. Wow. That long ago, wow. <laughs> um, you were screaming from your room that you just... Yeah, it was... <laughs> Actually, I remember winning. I wasn't screaming. I was just shocked. I didn't even know what to do. Like, I was thinking, did I really just win this? <laughs> so then it sort of, 
it sort of took off from there. Like a, maybe a month or two later, I won a different tournament for like three thousand dollars, <laughs> or you're just making final tables worth a few hundred to a couple thousand dollars, and it's just. And so, how often were you playing? I was probably playing at the time almost every day. <laughs> but um, that wow. was the thing that was tough back then because I was living with my family. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, we had, you know, back then we just had one computer that everyone was sort of fighting over. <laughs> and it made it difficult to get time to play a lot. Billy, get off the computer! Yeah, that was pretty much it. And I was trying to hide from, well, at least my dad for sure, that I was winning all this money. <laughs> that... <laughs> wow. But yeah, it, it pretty much went from there. I was probably like 18 or 19 years old winning all this money, and it was just, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the, uh, the birth of the legend. Yeah. <laughs> There was actually another time, um, we were the three of us, Dan, you and me were at the fairgrounds and we were just playing the, the poker slots or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know what you got, but then you just won a thousand dollars. Yeah, like I had that. a royal flush on the uh, slot machine there randomly and it won a thousand dollars. Was it something though they only gave you $999.99 or was something? No, they gave me the money, but I had to fill out some tax form. And, oh. Uh. <laughs> because of course New York State needs their money. And, so they probably took 20% eventually. Yeah, probably. yeah, I'm sure they eventually got a good chunk of it. That was what was tough, too, but after winning it when I was seven, or what, not 17, but I was 18, 19 years old and had to pay taxes on it. That was, I had to pay quite a, I paid quite a bit in taxes. <laughs> but um, that's, that's usually, you'd, I remember there was one particular tournament they would run around midnight every night, and I made the final table of it every three nights in a row it was a $33 rebuy tournament ah. but usually it started where I was playing like well initially it was like five ten dollar ones but then I played the $55 one and then I was playing a lot more like $20 ones $30 50 and then it was getting up to a hundred uh -huh. so it was getting it was getting into some pretty big buy-ins yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so did you um I mean, at the time, did they send the money electronically? Did they just send you a check in the mail? Did you ever cash out? Or how did you get the money? Like, well, get the actual money? Originally, it was on, I played party poker. Okay. Which was the, one of the first ones to go in the U.S., unfortunately. Yeah. Um, after all the, the, all the government BS. but Right. Um, and I th I'm pretty sure... I know when it was shutting down, I got a check from them, but pretty sure the money was just came in and direct directly in and out of my bank account. Okay. Which you could do at the time. It's amazing to me with all of the uh, other issues out there that the government is so, at least New York State and even the federal government is so bent out of shape about poker. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't understand it. Other people don't understand it. They'll lie and tell you that they care about morals and all that, which you know they don't care about. But <laughs> it's a poker game. <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody wants to play, let them play. Like, right. Who cares? Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's a separate issue. But um, but what, what there was a story. I thought there was a story of an, an enormous win for you on on my poker. Well, um, in around two thousand seven, this isn't my biggest one, but I remember there was a different time in one of the hundred dollar ones. Mm -hmm. Again, there were probably around 300 people that entered it. Right. I won that one for just under 8,000. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that was a good day. 
Yeah. That, that day I was jumping up and screaming after I won that one. <laughs> Maybe that was the day you texted me. I won this much. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the few. Um, then there was a different time, not that long later, when I was working at Toys R Us. <laughs> when I was, well, I initially was overnight, but then some manager that took over was a jerk. And I started working early mornings at like 6 a.m. Oh. Um, and this was a, like a $150 one uh, buy-in. And it might have been like 160 total. Um, I remember I was up until 3 a.m. I finished third that night, and that was about the, about the same much I won was about eight thousand. Of course, wow. it's just like in three hours I'm going into work for to make. I was about I was working four hours. It's like oh, I just made that. I'm going into work for forty dollars. <laughs> 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 but then um, this is right after I turned 21, and this was on full tilt poker because party right. poker was gone at the time. Right. And of course, in between then there were times I would be not playing I, for some reason I don't know why there'd be times I would get away from it and then come back to it and this is one of the times I came back to it yeah. there it was probably about 400 people that played and it was, it was the same one that I finished third at the one time I, um, the $160 buy-in right. I ended up winning that one which I was super lucky to even get to the final table with that one <laughs> and that was for about 17500 unbelievable yeah, that, was, that, was, that was an unbelievable day unbelievable Makes you think, why in the world would you ever go to work if you could just win that money playing poker? Well, yeah, I wish I had been more focused on just playing that and not. Uh... <laughs> well, as a re- it wasn't it as a result of your poker winnings. It was a, a sort of I don't know if almost a year where you were not working. Probably, I, I was still going to bus state at the oh, time okay. of school. Oh, you're okay. You were still a student, okay. But yeah, I, I, there was times I was just like, why am I working for nine, eight dollars an hour when <laughs> I can just do this? Wow. So, uh, but then there was, uh, maybe that was the big win, but there was uh, something where your money was locked up away for a long time. Oh, yeah. That was after uh, the government finally decided to really sh- step in and shut it down in the for the whole country. Mm-hmm. Because, well, the real reason they weren't getting their fair share, as they would say, <laughs> even though they, what, they really deserved from it. But, mm-hmm. um yeah, I had five thousand dollars in my full tilt poker account that was locked up, and it was locked up for about two years, oh, God. Uh, three years. I don't remember. And that that was that was not fun. It was about fifty two hundred dollars. And did you ever get it back? I eventually got it back. Wow. It took years. Wow. And they finally released it. That was that was a bad time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... Besides uh, the obvious difference of playing online versus in person, what I'm assuming you prefer online. I definitely prefer it online. I thought it was much better just than actually going driving to a casino or wherever. You could just play at your computer in the pretty much the comfort of your own home and just right. play there. Even though there were some distractions there too, but <laughs> <laughs> Quincy. Well, you'd be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, so when you're playing poker with people, uh, you always hear about the poker face and reading the other people. Uh, how much of that do you do? You, do you take that into account, really? I never really thought. Well, Quincy, just so anyone knows, was a dog I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quincy was not a person. <laughs> he was a, a very annoying dog, but he's <laughs> passed away, obviously, since then. But um, I, uh, some people, I think. 
this is a big factor when they play when they're playing live poker. I never really did as much. I mean, there's some if somebody's doing something obvious, or it's just like okay, well, yeah, it's just like what are you doing? But <laughs> usually, right. yeah, usually I don't really take that into account as much. But yeah. then again, you kind of want to keep in case people are really looking at you, you want to make sure not to give anything away to them. Yeah, as far as what you're holding. I guess the thing, if you're playing with someone like me or someone who you know doesn't quite get what really is going on and you're sort of in the showdown, you know, you might say, okay, this person probably doesn't really have anything because they don't know what they're doing. So maybe you would go ahead then and, and put the bets in. But and Sometimes if you, think, if you think you've got them beat and you think they're going to call you with the worst hand, that's when you want to be betting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, cool, so uh, just about a month, the two of us will be heading back to the poker capital of the world in Las yes, Vegas. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, for those of you wondering, we actually did a Vegas podcast in one of our earlier episodes, so you can go back and listen to that. But um, I guess the big question is, uh, do you see potentially getting into a tournament there in Vegas? You never know. I mean, uh, we there for four nights. If there's time to do it, I mean, obviously we're there for week one of NFL football and there's college football so there's going to be betting on that and probably <laughs> drinking during betting on that but <laughs> you lost all your money betting on Ohio State man. yeah right <laughs> hopefully Alabama yeah. I'm sure they're going to be against one of their super easy opponents where they can beat by 80 points yeah. <laughs> they, have to, they have to schedule like six of those a year yeah so anybody listening if you want us to put bets on your behalf uh, <laughs> we do take a small commission but it's only a small <laughs> um yeah, so, I mean, um, I don't know if it's true, but I read that if the Fremont Street and the casinos there either have a lower buy-in or sort of less intense rooms. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, on Fremont Street where they have Binion's Casino is where they used to hold the World Series before it got so big they had to move it to a bigger casino. Yeah. Um, but that's where they had the their biggest events back way back before poker took its boom. Right. Um it probably would be a lot of fun to play in Vegas because, uh, in theory, you're playing people from all over the world. And it's like, you don't have to necessarily play a tournament. You can just play a cash game for a few hours and That's cash right. out whenever you're done or when you lost enough money and just thought, oh, I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, not that we're uh, you know, racist or anything, but when you and I were there last time, uh, the dealers themselves... Uh, you know, they really couldn't understand what they were saying most of the time, and uh, they, <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it seemed like all they had all these special games and special varieties of games, and it was like, you know, I just want to play regular blackjack. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need all these special things. So. I remember um, sitting down trying to learn some other table game that I had no idea, and the person was teaching me, but I had no idea what she was saying the whole time. <laughs> Wasn't like a version of Hold'em or something? It was Ultimate Texas Hold'em, which I looked up... Um, Afterwards, after we got home, how to play it, but yeah. she was explaining it, and I had no idea what she was saying. And I was just, I was trying to, I was trying to like pick up what she was saying, but I couldn't understand her. <laughs> oh no, you lose, you lose, you lose this hand too. <laughs> but um, well, going back to my biggest win though, for yeah. a moment, yeah, I had a couple close calls where I had bigger ones. Uh, one time, I finished fifteenth out of like. Just about a thousand. This was a two hundred dollar buy-in one. It finished for like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Our first place was over forty thousand. Oh, that one stung when I got knocked out of that one. <laughs> and there was a different one I bought in for three hundred dollars once. I think this was 
right after I won the seventeen thousand dollars, and this was one of their major events. It was like just under five thousand people. People were playing. I finished in the thirties somewhere for like three three thousand. But first was like two hundred thousand. All when I got knocked out of that one, that one hurt too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird. It's like you win three thousand dollars. It's just like oh, you were so close to that. Yeah. Now, is there any games that you played uh, where the first place winner gets, I don't know, like eighty percent of the pot, and then the second place winner, and then the third place winner, and the fourth place? Do they do anything like that? Well, they going back to online, they had the thing you could play called sit and goes, where you'd have a table of nine or ten players uh-huh. play where third place wins the twenty percent, second wins thirty percent. First wins fifty percent. Okay. They had that mode of game where they had, typically like an actual tournament where it has hundreds or thousands of people. Usually, top ten to fifteen percent cash for something, get their money back, and maybe a little more. I see. And it keeps going up as you get further to one of the top spots where you get the top money. And it was a really uh, good day when that happens. There actually, now that you just said that, I, I, there's a funny story. Uh, I guess you weren't at the table, but there was a Buffalo legend. His name was uh, Dennis Danielski. <laughs> uh, he was. Uh, I said we're just using people's names out here. <laughs> we didn't know him personally. Uh, he was a larger man, uh, but from yeah. what we know, oh, yeah. he was uh, a wonderful human being. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you, uh, I guess, heard this from a story about him, and you could tell the people the story about Dennis Danielski. Well, was it the, are you talking about the story when I was sitting with him at, at a table? Well, then weren't you sitting, and then there was another one where he, he swore, or were you at the table for that one? No, I was at the table for that oh, one. Oh, you were at the table for yeah, that Yeah, when I was at uh, Seneca Casino, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dennis, and he was an, he's an enormous man. I never really spoke with him, but... <laughs> <laughs> But he was there, and I had no idea who was there. It was a it was a tournament I was playing with him, and he ended up getting knocked out. Where he had a pair of kings, some other guy had fives. The other guy hit a five and knocked him out. Yeah. And uh, some guy was telling him, "Oh, I'm really sorry, buddy." And Dennis was just like, "Oh, if you were sorry, you would have folded that fucking hand, you piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> people were just looking and then he walked away and they were just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> if you were sorry you would have folded the up in hand <laughs> oh that was funny <laughs> I've, I've seen him there a couple times though. Yeah. yeah unfortunately he's uh, not with us anymore but uh, then there was another story I guess this is the one you weren't at where J.P. Lossman was there I wasn't actually there, but there I've been told that I, apparently J.P. Lossman did like to go to Seneca Niagara Falls, and apparently he was very good at blowing his money when he was playing poker there. He'd be throwing his money away. I guess he just had nothing else to do in Buffalo other than... <laughs> yeah, maybe he could have uh, been working on his passing game instead of... Uh... <laughs> uh, probably would have went better for his career. <laughs> <laughs> J.P. Lossman, who's a assistant coach in Clemson, I think. Uh, it must be... Really desperate. I mean, they just won a national title. But <laughs> that must be the end of that run. <laughs> they did win the national title last year, didn't they? I think Clemson so. I think they, they beat Alabama. That's yeah. right. Okay. I'm pretty sure they beat Alabama. So, um, yeah. So uh, that is the uh, the the poker story. Uh, what would you suggest for people 
who are either brand new or don't know the game that well, how would they get better or do you uh, recommend anything? I'd say the best way to get better is just to keep playing. You know, if you're losing at a game, if you can go to lower stakes, do it right. until you're able to move up. But, um, yeah, and you know, read up on whatever you can. And there's a lot of, over the years, a lot of stuff on the Internet that is available to if it's just training courses or just watching people play or whatever. Right. But, yeah, it's, there's a lot available that you could learn and improve at the game. And uh, there's also uh, Pi-Gal poker, and there's uh, Omaha. And, uh, well, Pi-Gal is more of a table game like Blackjack. Oh, is it? Okay. Omaha is actually like a game where you actually sit around and play. Yeah. But, um, oh. you know, I've always wondered, like, would I, if, if I could, would I get back into it and do it all over again and just, like, the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, Oh, hell yeah! I would do it again. <laughs> well, you know, the sports gambling laws have all changed. It's, it's technically legal everywhere, although New York State seems to be uh, dragging its feet for whatever reason, but well, hopefully poker is next. Right online. now, online gambling was legalized in five states. It started in its fourth state with Pennsylvania. So it's on in Pennsylvania and New Jersey now, so hopefully... New York just yeah. falls and says okay. Well, it's a, your EPA is only 90 minutes south. So. That's right. That is right. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, uh, that is our uh, podcast for today. Uh, for those of you listening, you could leave us a nice review on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, whatever platform you're listening to, and uh, make sure that um, you know when you have a hand, you uh, either play it or you fold it. I guess that's all you can do, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that would be the two things you would do. <laughs> and, uh, who knows? Maybe the next time we'll uh, hear from Billy, he'll be talking about his uh, $100,000 win at the Vegas Casino on poker. Well, it's always the dream to have that happen. <laughs> Maybe you won't come back. So. <laughs> well, yeah, if that happens, I'll just stay there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll see you next time.